Thank God is only a prayer away. And thank God for that promise that uh, he listens to our prayer. Uh, tonight, I'd like to ask you to, um, if you can stand with me, we'll open uh, the Bible in the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. All right, 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. And uh, our message tonight is entitled, uh, Good Words for Bad Days. I hope you had a good day today. And, uh, but if you had a bad day, I tell you, the Lord is still gracious, still good. He allowed you to uh, finish the day, isn't it, <laughs> with your work, uh, whatever um, the affairs of life had thrown at you, uh, we can still say God is good. He is uh, always faithful and true. All right. Uh, the book of verse, uh, and Second Thessalonians, of course, is written by Apostle Paul. Uh, it comprises some of the earliest New Testament writings. The first epistle was penned at Corinth by the Apostle Paul in response to Timothy's report on the progress of the church they had re recently established there in First Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. And we know that there was a problem in the Thessalon uh, Thessalonica. The Thessalonian church were uh, being persecuted. They were uh, also being... Uh, bombarded by uh, some people who hate Apostle Paul, who forged uh, a letter that uh, supposedly it comes from him, trying to discourage the, the folks there. And First Thessalonians is all about um, the coming rapture of the believers, and Second Thessalonians is about the revelation of Jesus Christ, the second coming of Christ. And uh, some of the folks who are... Uh, being infiltrated by false teachers, they were teaching that the great tribulation had already come because they said in the first Thessalonians that Apostle Paul was teaching that Christ is coming, but there are some folks, some believers who had died, and they thought that they missed the coming of Christ. So Apostle Paul was trying to comfort them. And we look at Second Thessalonians chapter 1, and uh, we'll just read. And I know there's already a blessing in reading God's uh, word. So we'll read all together as a spiritual exercise, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 to 12, just 12 verses, all right? Ready, begin. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you 
that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Can we have a word of prayer, please? Father God in heaven, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, for this precious uh, scripture. Thank you, Lord, that in this chapter we can see that uh, Apostle Paul was really thankful for the Thessalonian believers, for their faith, for their love, for their hope in Christ. And uh, we see that prayer was mentioned over and over again in this passage of scripture because we believe that the Apostle Paul uh, believed in the power of prayer and that prayer is very much essential in the life of a Christian. And we count it such a privilege, Lord, and honor to talk to you, Lord, um, the creator of the universe, uh, the source and the beginning of all things, the source of all blessings, the one who can give us guidance and strength and wisdom, peace and joy. So tonight, Lord, we are so thankful for our great salvation that we have in Jesus, and that's the reason we are, we are gathered here tonight. And that's the reason we can keep on, we can move forward, we can progress in our Christian life because the grace of God was bestowed upon us the day of our salvation. It, it is also the grace of God that keeps us, Lord, uh, walking this uh, journey of faith. And tonight, Lord, we ask you for your blessing. Uh, help me, Lord, to um, give your word with um, clarity and, and, and simpleness, and may we uh, glean something from this passage of scripture, and lokuban mo po kami, Panginoon, ang iyong banana dugo. Keep this place safe. As we study your word, we thank you for your um, uh, provision to us, even the spiritual freedom and religious freedom and civil liberties that we still enjoy in this great country to worship you and glorify your name and serve you. So tonight, Lord, bless uh, the hearers of thy word. In Jesus' name I ask and pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing with me and for our folks there reading God's word together. All right, um, I have a few slides here of our uh, lesson, short lesson. First is, uh, there you go. Uh, what can you notice in that picture? There is Kite the kitten having a bad day. That's why uh, her fur is like that. And um, if you don't notice, there's like a towel being wrapped on that kitten or cat. So of course, uh, kitten hate water, isn't it? They don't really um, take a bath like, you know, you can force a dog to take a bath. But uh, they said kittens or cats are really, really clean because they always lick themselves, isn't it? Clean themselves each and every day. But uh, that's why Kite the kitten is having a bad day because... Somebody like his, uh, her pet owner tried to give her a bath, all right? So um, when we have bad days, we need some good words, isn't it? Uh, sometimes we look for uh, a comedy, for some humor, or for some corny jokes to lighten our day, to lighten our load. And they said that laughter is the best medicine, and I always remember what brother... Bobby says about this uh, quotation, yes, laughter is the best medicine or humor, but it cannot be uh, laughing at yourself, by yourself, because it's not good, isn't it? Uh, you'll have some issues. So 
Tonight, before we dive into the short lesson, I'd like to throw out some, um, let's say, corny jokes or cheesy jokes, all right? Uh, first thing I found here is uh, somebody said there are three kinds of people in this world, those who can count and those who cannot count. Okay. Did you get that? There you go. Somebody, some of you get it. All right. I'm the third kind, you know? All right. So <laughs> what word is always spelled wrong in the dictionary? Huh? What word is always spelled wrong in the dictionary? Anybody? There you go. Wrong. Good job. <laughs> Did you hear about the man who lost his whole left side? What happened to him? Hmm? He's all right now, isn't it? It's all right now. Yeah. All right, this, you know, a Bible joke, Bible humor. Who in the, the Bible sinned the most? Who sinned the most in the Bible? Yes, why? Why Moses? Because he broke all the Ten Commandments at once. But literally, he broke the Ten Commandments of stone, you know, and God has to make another brand new one. All right, here. If you love Disney, you know the answer of this. Why didn't Cinderella make the soccer team? Why Cinderella did not make the soccer team? No shoes? Oh, yeah, she lost one of her shoes. Because she keep on running away from the ball, you know? The ball, yeah, the dance, yeah. She keep on running away. <laughs> so corny. How about this? Why did the scarecrow get a promotion? Why did the scarecrow get a promotion? Hmm? Because uh, they got a good harvest, you know, because he did his job, you know, throwing, uh, scaring the birds of prey. No, that's not the answer, all right? The answer is he was outstanding in his field. Just standing there. Yeah, somebody has to move him sometimes, you know, with that. All right, he, here, another one, number seven. What do you call a line of rabbits walking backwards? A line of rabbits walking backwards. I might be experiencing this because I have a fifth child and it's a boy. Imagine that. You're going to go back to that three hours, three and a half hours feeding time and diaper. <laughs> it's just like, what has happened with Eloise? It's just like 10 months ago. <laughs> you know? What's the answer? It's a her receding hairline. A rabbit running back. Hairline. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I have. Okay, so sometimes when we have bad days, we need some humor. We need some uh, comedy, some entertainment, or, of course, we need somebody to encourage us. And the Bible is always a great source of encouragement. Amen? Bad words may be the first to come to mind when times are hard and things come crashing down on you. Sometimes it happens, isn't it? Minsan, kabila ang mga bad news, kabila ang disappointments, a phone call, a text, and we know that that would happen to a Christian because we live in a sin-cursed world. And Job said, 
Man's life is short and full of trouble. But our text that we read, especially uh, verses 3 and 4 of 2 Thessalonians, uh, gives us good words that reminds us of uh, the goodness of God when there are trials and sufferings in our lives. And sometimes, you know, you notice that some Christians seem to have more problems than others. Diba? We notice that. Some Christians sometimes have more problems than others. They said if it were not for bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. But then there are some and everything seems to just fall their way. There may be no observable reason for why problems come on this cursed world. Maybe as a Christian, you've been walking with the Lord, you've been trying to do your best to, to please God, to serve Him, to know Him. Maybe you can search your heart and find no willful sin in your life. You know you are not perfect, but you are sincerely trying to live for the Lord. But you find yourself over and over again having a bad day, having some form or degree of suffering, some kind of trial, some kind of tribulation. And you might ask, why me, Lord? Diba? Lord, ako na naman. Uh, bakit si kapatid o bakit siya? Mukhang uh, hindi naman siya naglilingkod sa iyo. Bakit uh, wala siyang problema? Diba? Minsan we can ask that. Or sometimes we get um, weary. And uh, we can ask that question, why me, Lord? It is not wrong to ask this. Amen? It's normal. Because we still are um, in the flesh. We still have emotions. It's not wrong to ask the Lord, why me? Because for every trial, there is a purpose. Amen? In every trial, there is a purpose. And one of the saddest things I ever see is a purposeless suffering. You don't want that to happen in your life. A purposeless suffering. You know, as an illustration, they say that when the Civil War ended, General Lee surrendered, that the southern boys wept at hearing the news. Why? Because they felt that all their suffering, their sacrifices, their losses that they had experienced were for nothing. For them, they could have fight some more, endure some more, but it's time for that general and his folks to surrender. So they thought that their suffering was purposeless. But as a Christian, what you are going through has not caught God off guard. That's a comfort tonight. Amen? It's no surprise to him. Paul writes this letter in 2 Thessalonians because since his first letter, the troubles and persecutions have greatly increased for these young believers in Thessalonica. And even Christ himself when he was hanging on the cross, paying the penalty of our sins in that darkness for six hours with, you know, um, all the agony, all the excruciating pain, all the mockery that he experienced, all the, all, all the embarrassment, all the, even the illegal trials that he experienced, and even just the beating alone uh, that makes a man already sort of like die, and all the ridicule and mocking. And then God the Father turning his back from the Son. That never happened from eternity past. All those things that are happening, you cannot help but Christ, you know, uh, shouting those words, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And we know the answer because the Bible says our sins were, were laid upon Christ. And God the Father cannot look upon his Son when he had the sins of the whole world 
being born in his body. He has to turn his back. There was darkness. And you know what? That's hell for Jesus Christ. Being abandoned, being, uh, uh, being forsaken by his heavenly father. And for us, in this scripture, in the book of 2 Thessalonians, to make matters worse, someone wrote a letter to these Thessalonic, Thessalonian believers, as I said a while ago, forging Paul's name, stating that it's already the end of the world. Uh, they miss the rapture, they miss the coming of Christ, and they have some loved ones who had died, physically speaking, and they said, where's the promise of his coming? They thought that Christ would be coming in their lifetime. That's why Christ, uh, Apostle Paul has to pen 2 Thessalonians to clear up something about that, the doctrine in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18 about the rapture of the church of the believers because some are saying that they are experiencing tribulation right now, suffering, because they are saying that the great tribulation has begun. And right now, in our days and age, they are also saying that the great tribulation is already here. But as Bible-believing Christians, we don't believe in that, isn't it? Because we believe in the pre-tribulational rapture of the saints. We believe that before God's ultimate wrath, seven years of great trouble that the world has never seen will be poured into this world, he has to, you know, take us out from this world first. Because we don't need to experience the wrath of God against sin, against this unrepentant world, because Christ already suffered for our behalf. God's wrath upon judgment was already taken by Christ when he was hanging on the cross. The Bible says that God's wrath was poured out upon him, and we don't need to experience that anymore. And I tell you, things that are happening right now is getting worse and worse, isn't it? The world is getting evil. There's a lot of uh, uh, worriness. There's a, a lot of anxiety. But as the Bible says, it's just a start. It's like a woman who is in travail. He, her groaning, the intensity and frequency will just going to be, you know, uh, going uh, in, in that degree more and more. But God, through his word, and this, these are blessed of he will take us out. Amen? So we won't have to experience those things. But it should make us, you know, uh, uh, worshiping the Lord, working for him. And, and waiting for him as the days go by. Because the Bible says, as we see the day approaching, we need to live for the Lord. We need to live by faith. So, uh, if you read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2, it says there, That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by the word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Because there was a false teacher who forged a letter through Paul's name, saying the day of Christ is already at hand, that you missed it. No, it's not. All right, so Paul encouraged the Thessalonian believers in this passage of Scripture, uh, contrasting his greeting in the first letter and the second. So if you notice that, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, it says there, uh, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope, in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. So, Apostle Paul here is encouraging these believers, remembering, despite of persecutions, despite of trials, despite of suffering, we are remembering your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of, of, of hope. 
First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. Then on the second epistle to Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, same verse, same chapter, we read this. We are bound once again to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because your faith groweth exceedingly, first, second, your charity of every one of you all toward each other abounded. Wow. What brings about this growth to these believers in Thessalonica? And that's our prayer also for our church, isn't it? Even for each individual here tonight. And I thank you for being here tonight. Verse 7, in first, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7, it says there, And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. That's now talking about the second coming of Christ after the seven-year tribulation where the angels will take a harvest, you know, during that time. So, as I said, 2 Thessalonians is about the revelation of Christ, the second coming, the second phase. So, what brings about this growth to these Thessalonian believers? Trouble. Parang mahirap isipin yun, no? Problema, it brings growth, it brings, you know, uh, improvement in our Christian lives. Trouble help us grow. Why? Because God has a purpose for every suffering. So three things quickly that we can see here, especially from verses 3 and 4. What brings growth? It is trouble because what grows when we have sufferings and troubles and we experience some persecution? First is our faith is growing. Alright? Faith can grow. For faith to grow, it must be exercised. Isn't it? Like for a bodybuilder or somebody, even for us as we grow, we need to exercise. We need to stretch. We need to stretch those muscles. We need to eat the right kind of food, to have diet and sleep and exercise because those are right ingredients for growth. So our faith must be stretched also. James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4. Our faith can grow and increase, but only as we are, we are tested because we know this passage of Scripture, James was writing to the believers and he said, My brethren, count it all, what? Joy when you fall into diverse or various temptations or trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, one thing, nothing. See? Trials and troubles and persecutions and tribulations, when we take that, in God's perspective that God has a purpose for us, then it will result into growth. It will result, result in some level of maturity when we yield that trial before God and ask Him to do what He wants to do. You know, for an illustration, if someone asks you on your wedding day if you, you trust the person you are marrying, you would say yes, isn't it? Because... They are promising you that they will be faithful. They were giving you their word and pledging themselves to you, especially in the marriage vows. But if you ask years later if you trust them, you wouldn't answer the same way, isn't it? Maybe you're 25 years already married, 50 years married. You wouldn't say, because they said I could trust them, that they will do what they promise. You would say, though, Yes, I trust them because they have proven themselves that I could trust them. Because those years of, you know, relationships 
with all the ups and downs, you've proven that this spouse of yours, this partner of yours, is somebody that you can trust because they stick with you. Isn't it? Through thick and thin. They have so-called like passed the test. They have stood the test. You know, some are married 25 years, some are 50 years, and you know, uh, they said we are wear different kinds of rings in the course of our married life, isn't it? And uh, when, when, while you're in a dating or courtship a relationship there, and then you prayed a lot, and then you settled down, now you're going to give your um, beloved one the engagement ring, isn't it? Then on the wedding day, of course, both of you have to wear your wedding ring. Amen? And then after some time, you're getting into each other's nerves, so you will wear the suffering. And then after, what, a decade or 25 years, and you still stood true to your promises, even though sometimes it's hard, it's tough, you are wearing your enduring. And then the fifth ring that you will wear, once you, you know, fade away from the scene of life. What is it? Dying, walang ring sa dulo. Alright? I'll tell you later. Alright? But, you will say to this person, you have proven yourself, so I trust you. I trust you. And, sabi nga, may kinakanta tayo pag we greet somebody who's celebrating their wedding anniversaries. And it's sweeter as the years go by. That should be, isn't it? See, our faith can grow and increase, but only as we are tested. They said, faith that is not tested cannot be trusted. Isn't it? Oh, uh, there's a lot of biblical illustrations. Abraham, we know the story. We know the story of Moses. Their, their faith has been tested. And we can trust. That's why they were put on those uh, uh, hall of faith. Isn't it? In Hebrews chapter 11, because their faith were tested. You know, we love that song uh, entitled, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, isn't it? Because we sing, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him, or and or. So your faith is growing when you have trials and troubles and per persecutions and tribulations. Because a faith that cannot be Tested cannot be trusted. Second thing, your love is growing. Your love is growing. Look at verse 3. We are bound to thank oh, oh, God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because first, your faith groweth exceedingly, and secondly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Your love or charity aboundeth. It's a picture of a river. Like when, when you say abounding, abounded, is a picture of a river overflowing in its banks. We know at salvation, God put his love into our hearts. But what causes that love to overflow into the lives of others? You know what it is? It's suffering. Parang hirap. No, no. Trials, heartaches, and tribulation. Why? Because when you experience those things and you experience the love of God, who's sustaining grace and sustaining love. And then you can, you know, channel that love toward others because you had experienced it firsthand. That love will abound because it is God's love that makes you do it. You know, sometimes uh, on the other end, some react wrong and grow bitter when things go wrong. And it could happen, isn't it? That's why we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Bible. We need prayer. 
We can react bitter when things go wrong. We can react wrong. Instead of growing better, we become bitter. But God has a good even for bad days. Why? Because there is Romans 8.28. You know, uh, it's easy to uh, quote this verse and claim it. Pero this is conditional, di ba? You can, it's not a magic verse that you will just say and you feel better and you feel good and you don't have anything else to worry. When we say and quote and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. You have to love God first. You know, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And not questioning His working in your life, even though it's kind of tough or painful. But you love God and you know that He has a purpose and a plan for that suffering. And you are called to a purpose. Then you can trust that it can work out good in your life. You may not see it right now in the immediate, but in the future, God has something Good in store in that trial, that suffering. Probably God allows you to experience that so you can also be a blessing. You can share what, you, what wisdom you, you glean from that from others who are suffering the same predicament that you have. And either way, other, other applications, you can know that all things will work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to His purpose. You know, there's a story here of Dr. Lee Robertson. You know him. He's one of uh, a great uh, preacher uh, here in the states, um, in in the state of Tennessee. Before he was anyone of uh, notoriety at all, he was preaching in a tent crusade. It was 1946. He was sitting with his host for tea when he got word that his two-year-old baby daughter Joy had suddenly fallen ill and died. She had been fine that morning, the last time he saw her. He said he felt as if the sun fell out of the sky and the world was coming to an end. So he drove home 200 miles to Chattanooga, Tennessee, where a couple days later, they had a service for joy. He decided to trust God through it all and went back to finish the tent crusade. There he made the decision to do something in her honor and try to do something for other children. He bid on some land for $3,000. It was worth 20 times that even in those days, but no one bid against him. That summer, he started Camp Joy. I don't know if you heard. Camp Joy, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it remains today as one of the most successful youth camps in America, where countless decisions have been made for Christ. He returned to his church and made a, com a comment about someday wanting to start a Bible college. It was an offhand remark but men in the church rose to their feet in support, voting, giving funds, and that night in that very service with no students, teachers, curriculum, or money, Tennessee Temple University began. Uh, that's where Dr. Gabino Teca graduated. Through the years, it has pumped out tens of thousands of some of God's best servants all around the world. You know what happened with Dr. Lee Robertson, even though he suffered a great loss? He turned that suffering with God's purpose in mind. And God turned it into a blessing. Perhaps there's no better ter therapy to the hurting heart than reaching out to others. Isn't it? Are you hurting tonight? Are you suffering? If God will coax your mind and your heart, why don't you reach out to others and help them? You know, be a blessing to them. You know what? God will bless you for doing that. And God will elevate 
your suffering. So Paul says your faith and love are growing through trials. And last, what else will grow when we have trouble? Your hope also will be growing. Not your just faith or your love, but your hope. Look in verse 4 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So that we ourselves glory to you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Endure. Endure here in this verse means bearing under the load. To keep on keeping on. You know, when we have suffering and things that we don't understand happen in our lives, when we get bitter, bitterness will just lead to retreat, giving up and running away. But what happened? When we yield to that trial and we know that God has a purpose and a plan with it, it leads to endurance and strengthening of hope. So folks tonight, don't give up hope, all right? Though you may not clearly see the reason for things, you can trust and believe that God is still working behind the scenes. We have folks here in the church who are suffering from some illnesses. You know, and the only hope that they could always get is from the Word of God, the Scripture. That blessed hope of God making all things right, amen? Of a promise of a new body, of a promise of an eternal life, of a promise of a new and bright future in the presence of God. Why? Because the Bible gives us hope that God is always there, working behind the scenes, that He makes no mistakes, that He's always a righteous God. You know, talking about a man who endures, we know the story of Job, isn't it? Job suffered like few men have and could see no rhyme, no reason for it on his suffering. He didn't know that his trials were planned in the council chambers of heaven. He didn't know that Satan even had to get permission from God to try him at all, isn't it? But in blind, groping darkness, he said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. What faith, isn't it? What love to God, what hope he has in God himself. Though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. And we remember, remember those famous words that he penned, that naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked I will go. I came from dust, and I will go back to dust. And even though he lost his wealth, his health, his friends, and even his wife, he said, you know, I will still bless the name of the Lord. What a man. So to conclude our lesson tonight, let's remember this. Trials are designed to make our faith grow upward. Amen? Our love to grow outward so we can reach out to others and our hope to grow onward. Grow onward. So pag nagkaroon kayo ng problema, suffering or trials that you don't understand, of course, sometimes... It's never cause of sin, but just God testing your faith, you know? It's designed to make your faith grow upward, your love to grow outward to others, and your hope to grow onward. So don't allow your suffering to be purposeless. I'll end with this poem. It's uh, sort of like a lengthy, but comical, powerful, and worth to read from Dr. Jack Hiles. If you remember him, I was privileged enough uh, to hear him preach in person in uh, Ohio with uh, Dr. Corey Bain when we were traveling, uh, almost like 80 years old preaching and still like so dynamic and wonderful voice and he even tried to pick up uh, the mic stand and a pot. And so we, but he was able to. Yeah. 
So I'm glad I was not sitting on the front because I could have been hit by the mic stand. But uh, he penned this um, uh, following poem after the annoyance of trying to help many others with their problems when he had plenty of his own. <laughs> so he wrote this poem, trying to help others when he has burdens and trials and problems of his own. He said, I have a burden, pastor, that I'd like to lay on you. I listen, though he never knew I had a burden too. I took a tearful look toward mine, then his came into view. T'was plain to see my burden was the larger of the two. I saw his load alongside mine, and though they both were real, the yoke he bore was made of wood, but mine was made of steel. To him I said, come unto me, I gladly carry thine, then whispered unto selfishness, but who will carry mine? I softly laid my burden down to help him his to bear, while knowing that my heavy load I'm not allowed to share. I'll help him with his burden, then regain mine after a while, when I will sigh and weep once more, while now I force a smile. I felt the chains of bondage till a captive came to me. He bade me help him break the bands and aid him to be free. I saw the fetters binding him and felt a pity pain, for his were made of little rope and mine of heavy chain. I laid aside my heavy chains so he my help could borrow. I'll help him free of bondage now and think of mine tomorrow. A doubter knocked at, st at study door. I had an urge to groan. Why bring your pebble doubt to me when mine is made of stone? I smiled at him and listened. While believing in my doubt, I laid it down reluctantly and feigned a happy shout. I sat alone in darkened room and felt a shadow's knife. Another came to share with me some darkness in his life. As I compared my night with his, his dark possessed a lack, for his was just an evening shade while mine was midnight black. I slowly laid my nighttime down to help him seek for light. I'll tread my dimming path again when I have made his problems bright. A troubled soul came to my door, a problem to confide. I had a problem too that day. It was hard, it was hard for me to hide. My problem was a mountain steep, and his was just a hill. My problem was an ocean wide, and his a tiny hill. Yes, tis my lot to fill his need and put mine on the shelf, for I must lay my heartache down and hide it from myself. He told me of a broken heart, while mine was breaking too. I told him of a mending God, who maketh all things new. He told me of his thirsty soul, I gave him living water. He said he was a broken vase, I told him of the potter. Another came when I was sick, to say he had the flu. His fever was a hundred one, but mine was hundred two. Another came when I was faint, to say that he was weak. Another came when I was dumb to say he could not speak. Another weeping seeker came. For me, his tears to dry. I went alone and wiped my eyes, then told him not to cry. Another came when I was tired to say he needed rest. I lifted him with weary arms and tried to give him zest. And now it's late and all have gone, each one to his abode. So I must find my problems and regain my heavy load. But here is the blessing. Where is the burden I had borne? I had it while ago. Where is the problem I must solve? I left here, here, I know. 
Where is the darkness I once knew? I now see only light. The change, the tears, the pains, the fears are nowhere now in sight. I cannot find my broken heart. Where is my fevered bro? I have a song. The tears are gone. I cannot find them now. My sickness now had turned to health. And I trust and trust replaced fright. Assurance covers all my doubts. My darkness now is light. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, My child is always true. When you take care of others' needs, I will take care of you. Isn't it it's a blessing to be a blessing to others, to reach out? Even though yourself, you have problems, you're suffering, and by God's grace, you put that love, that faith, and hope in your heart to God, then you can do something good for others. Amen. Let's bow us for prayer. Lord, thank you for this uh, wonderful reminder from uh, Apostle Paul from the Thessalonian believers, Lord, in the midst of suffering and persecutions, uh, standing for their faith, uh, having a hard time, enduring hardship as a soldier of Christ, they were still growing in their faith, in their love, in their hope. And thank you, Lord, for this encouragement tonight that these truly are good words for bad days, that by your grace we can still be a channel of blessing to others. And I thank you, Lord, for our brethren who are here. Thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that they choose to uh, end their day in the presence of God, praising Him, praying, uh, hearing Thy word. I know, Lord, that some of them, uh, they're physically tired, they are drained emotionally or mentally, but thank you, Lord, for giving them the desire, even our folks out there listening to us uh, virtually. Thank you, Lord, for... Uh, spending time with us tonight. And thank you, Lord, that there are folks in our church, brethren in the Lord, you know who they are, that they just want to be a blessing to others, even though they themselves have their own burdens that they are bearing. But people are still uh, going to them, asking for prayers, asking for wisdom, asking for counsel and advice because they know that they could count on them. They know that they could uh, intercede for them. And Lord, continue to strengthen them. Continue to give them, Lord, the spiritual vitality to keep on being a channel of blessing. And continue to supply them, Lord, with spiritual energy to bear those burdens. And all of us here has a, some burdens to bear. We have burdens to share. We have some burdens we have to shoulder by ourselves. We have burdens we need to shed to you. But all in all, Lord, thank you for being our God. That you promise that if we cast our care upon you, you will bear it for us because you care for us, Lord. So for those, Lord, that are doing this kind of ministry of bearing another one's burden, Lord, bless them. Continue to strengthen them. Continue to help them, Lord, because this is our heart's desire in some way or shape or form, we can be a blessing to others, even in the simplest form, offering a prayer in their behalf, giving them an encouraging word, uh, giving them, Lord, uh, some help from time to time, and especially here in our household of faith, especially, Lord, that there are so many out there in the world who are hurting. Help us, Lord, to be that balm of Gilead, so to speak, to put some, Lord, that balm of Gilead in their wounds, 
of uh, being hurt, Lord. And for those that are outside your will, Lord, may you extend your mercy. May you bring them back to the fold. May you help them, Lord, to realize that with God, there is a reason for our suffering. There is a purpose and a plan. And we can count, Lord, that when we believe in faith, that all things can work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Lord, dismiss us with thy blessing tonight. We love you. We praise you for who you are. And bless the rest of this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all, folks. Thank you so much for joining here tonight. And we'll see you next time.